1: Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find
0: the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. There, it's counting off. All right. All right. I'm here with Bill Erickson, one of the staff at Permes.com. How long have you been on the staff? Um, three years? Three years. Well, I think you've been on the staff longer than that, haven't
1: uh, you? I think I joined in 2014, and I made then got came on staff in 2015. It seems like you came down here and you helped us pack up uh, like cards, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was uh, DVDs. DVDs. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, My wife and I came down. We you were looking for help to do a wrap and pack thing, and we came down and
0: helped and did all that. And, and it was about that time that you were first on the staff, right? I think. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, uh, we, we threw around several different ideas. We're Like, we know we're going to record a podcast. Right. And, and then, uh, uh, we decided to do like a bunch. Of, we came up with so many different topics and you've listened to damn near all the podcasts, probably, probably more than two thirds. More than two thirds. Yeah. Almost three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well- I'll, if I systematically go back over everything again, who knows? Okay, uh, but uh, um, all the all the most recent stuff you listened yes. to, yeah, 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 definitely. So you yeah, um, you did hear the one where we were talking about the hookah cultures outside, right? Which you were just staring at, yes. And uh, is it as lush as we claimed in the previous podcast?
1: It is more than lush. It oh, is yeah. quite. You always put you always put things. You'll know, put jungly. It's it's quite jungly out there and. Uh, I'm. I've been reading. i been seeing. You know. I've been watching on the internet all these different places, all these different people that are that have huggle cultures, and I've seen your huggle cultures from the beginning. Right. You know. I mean, from when they were first put up and fresh seeded, till now, and wow, it's a huge difference. First off. Yeah. Because they're alive and they're doing it, and they're not, and it's all just on native water. It's not being. Well, we got, we,
0: there was some water that was put on it last year. Right. Well, you had to. Last year was horrible. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we were worried that everything was going to catch on fire. Yeah, that's what and, I mean by horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fire is horrible. And since the fire was just over the ridge
1: here, yeah, it was awesome. Um, but what I've seen there, and then you see what everybody else is tearing apart. You know, people are out there tearing apart their goggles because they're not working.
0: I want to with ABC Acres. I want to go down there and visit with those guys.
1: Yeah, see what the heck.
0: And uh, they're not that far away. I like to go by there once in a while. So Tim Southwell, he's got a, a beautiful little operation there. Yes, I does. mean, it drives me crazy. It's it's so flat. I, I don't want yeah. anybody to build on flat, and they're on flat. Yeah. And so I'm I'm whiny every time I go, <laughs> but uh, they've got so much amazingly powerful stuff that they're yeah, doing. They do. They've got so many systems they got in place, and the way they're with their chickens and their and their. Um, ungulates are going through and all that kind of thing. It's pretty awesome. And um, and I saw... Uh, I don't watch very many of their videos because I've only got so much time in the day. Right. But uh, uh, YouTube wanted me to see one, and it was this one. Of, and I watched only like two or three minutes of it, and I was baffled. It's like, oh... Uh, we built these hugelkultur beds a few years ago, but now they're just covered in weeds. So we've decided to dismantle them. Right. Now, one of the things that they're struggling with there is a lack of soil. Correct. And, yeah, and, yeah, and it's like um uh they don't even exactly have subsoil. I mean, it's... Uh, Uh, a lot of the topsoil has been washed away Mm -hmm. by uh, meandering rivers and stuff. So it's kind of like it's just infinite river rock everywhere. Um, And so then uh, they built some small hogiculture beds uh, maybe Four feet tall, three and a half feet yeah. tall, something like that. Yeah. And um, and so they're like, oh, well, what we've decided to do is to rip into them and spread them out over the field, right? Because they were just growing weeds. And I'm kind of thinking like, well, growing weeds, those are called pioneer species. Yes, sir. They're building the organic matter, and uh, so you know when they're they're creating these root systems to hold it all together. And then if you want, you can uh, uh, chop and drop. There you go. Get rid of those, and and then uh, uh, grow whatever you want, or have preferential stuff, or whatever. You drop and drop out of here. Uh, you know, maybe plant a few seeds of what. You, but if you're only going to plant annuals, then you know, mm-hmm. unless your annuals are going to be aggressive enough to reseed themselves, um, then then yeah. Uh, but but uh, how about how about some perennials? You know, um, and and do that. But I was like we've got a lack of perennials we're out here in Montana, so. I was baffled. They were they were taken apart, like was digging it player? up with a loader on a tractor kind of a thing. Like, let's just get a scoop of that and mm-hmm. then sprint it out on the field. And I'm kind of thinking, like, no, no, add texture to the landscape. Now, granted, different artisans are going to have different approaches to doing everything. And I just kind of felt like, man, I want to go down there and talk to those people and find out, like, what is going on now and and you know their artistic approach to permaculture is different than mine and that's awesome and i'm just really curious why i i would say okay uh you got a lot of poor soil so how about if we make this hugelkultur bed here and we'll try to take the best from around and concentrate it into one spot and then we'll have some spots that grow things that are okay with poor soil and a spot that will grow things that, you know, insist on better soil. There's a lot of stuff around here that will do that, too. And so we'll add diversity to the landscape. Um, but I, but they're like, no, no, we want homogeneity. We want to spread it all out and, and make it all kind of the same. I was baffled by that. You know, I'm sitting there
1: looking at them, and when I was watching the video myself, I'm sitting there thinking... That's a hoogle? because you know it's like you said it's only like four or five foot tall, and then they're pulling it apart. It didn't seem and it was supposedly four or five oh, years old. i was in three or four feet. Three tall. or four. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty yeah, small. Yeah, they were pretty small. And when they're pulling it apart, I'm not seeing any of the any of the woody bits in there. Yeah. Coming out, and I'm like, well, there's like there's some little bits of bark in here and there. I'm like, well, where's all the wood? There should be a huge. There should be some huge chunks of spongified wood in there.
0: Yeah. Especially at three or four years old. Yeah.
1: That are coming out, or just big swaths right. of... It, it looked like a, a pile of dirt. Stuff.
0: Yeah. It didn't even look like a pile of soil. It looked like a pile of dirt. And maybe they maybe they were putting some pretty small branches in there, lot, some twiggy bits. Maybe they were just putting some weeds in there or something.
1: Well, I know, because I look, come out here and look at these ones out here, and you're not a little fella, and they're bigger than you. Yeah. And I'm like... Wow, okay, so that's, to me, that's, in my mind, that's how I, I actually think of them as being wider than yours are, because your guys are kind of narrow, because, just because of the location, Yeah. at the same time, I think of, when I think of a Hugo mount, I'm thinking of something that's, you know, seven, six to ten feet tall. That you can do stuff on.
0: Yeah, I, I'd say uh, at this point in time, people should be shooting for seven, seven and a half feet tall, as tall as you can make them. Right. And then that means that their footprint is about is going to be about the same as their height. Right. But the sides need to be really steep. Yeah. Otherwise, Sepulcher will be angry with you. Uh, don't want Sepulcher angry. Yeah, but you know, they'll could... speak German at you.
1: It's <laughs> <Yeah>. Very scary.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but ours, ours have a narrower footprint and are even steeper and taller. Um, and, uh, uh but <clears throat> I think, I think that they've got a long ways to go still. Yeah. Um, but, Next year will be their grand um, uh, entrance. Their, what do they call it when they used to have those uh, I mean, things? Deb- when Debutant the debutante right? ball? The debutante ball. It's debutante ball will be they're coming out next, next year. Uh, uh, yeah. So, alright. Uh, uh, the important thing is, you saw the huckleberry culture beds right now. I mean, we're in mid-July right now. And they're still green. And they are green and lush and, and Lots massive. of things around here are brown. Uh, that's true. The browning is happening. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, there's some things on the hookah culture beds that are browning because they're going dormant, right. like, like the pennycress. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad to see we got so much pennycress, but I want the pennycress to, to go dormant and kind of act as a bit of a, like, I don't think living mulch is quite, quite the right word, but, you know, Living ish, binder, much, the soil binder, soil binder, but you know, also protecting the soil a little bit, you know, protecting the growies. I I think it's a, a fantastic. But, okay. I'm surprised I, the rhubarb survived the, the, the deluge of people. Oh man, there was one that was just so magnificent. It had this leaf that was like two and a half feet across, oh Lord. so beautiful. And then uh, you know, Gilligan's got to it, uh-huh. and and they just wiped it, wiped it out. Um, yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back. Uh, but then there's also a bunch of rhubarbs where they look crazy sad right now. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, they got spoiled, um, with, with things, you know, the hookah culture and the, and then, uh, uh, then it stopped raining. Like we haven't had any rain here for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And so then they're kind of like being angry about that. But I think what they're actually doing is they're sucking all the energy out of their leaves. Exactly. And they're putting it into their reserves yep. because now is the time for rhubarb to go dormant. Yep. And Watch um, for that, Watch for that uh, fruit spike. Right, right, right. We got one uh, rhubarb plant down there uh, on one of the berms, and it looks like it had like 30 little babies. And so I tried to put some mulch down for one of the babies, but I doubt many of them will make it because it be what it is getting, getting started around here getting through the summer here is going be is going to be tough but if it's going to make it it's in a good spot it's the bottom of a berm yeah. um, you know there'll be, there'll be some moisture there. I' was trying to remember what you called that you called it uh, something boot camp. Oh, Plant Boot Camp. Plant Boot Camp, Yeah. Plant Boot Camp. It's, it's got to, to do it. Yep. And so then these these rhubarbs that you're looking at here, they've all been through the the Plant Boot Camp.
1: And, it, and I just showed you uh, a peach tree. That I was amazed at because it's a peach tree, and it's here in Montana. And holy cow.
0: Yeah, it's like you aren't supposed to be here. What are you
1: doing here? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, there's a cherry. No, it's, no, it's a peach. And you, said, and you were like, no, there's a peach tree. And I'm like,
0: holy cow yeah i that's i suspect phenomenal. i suspect that uh it, it probably won't do well. We'll see what happens yeah this winter this winter will be the true test because it's at that size now where it's obviously been through like a couple of winters. winters yeah but i mean that's a that's like a five foot tall tree now, yep and now is when it's gonna face this true test, yeah yeah,
1: because yeah. as, as a little sapling, little saplings, it's, they get kind of protected and they'll 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 wither and die a little bit. I've I've been through this round myself with a couple of sensitive cherry trees up in the Flathead. Yeah, and where I live is not cherry tree land. It's
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's something else. Everything frees the death land.
1: And uh, so they've gone from you know I've had them all the way up to five feet tall, and now and they they get
0: whacked and then I've got five little one footers, and that's how they go. So, this one was started from a peach pit, and we 've got uh, we 've got quite a few little fruit trees all over the place that have started from seeds and pits yeah. um, and that podcast that you listen to about the culture bed we just we, we limited the conversation sure. to just talking about what 's on the culture bed, not talking about all the other things there 's a
1: lot of other things out here
0: oh yeah there 's the berms which yeah. we we intentionally did not talk about. That have tons of stuff growing on them, uh, um, and then there's um, spots where um, it's just open ground, and it's like, good luck whatever we planned. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's we'll see how it goes. It's like thing.
1: the one down here by the by the parking is, uh, it's got all those sunchokes in it, and uh, oh right, and it's like, holy cow, there's. I can't get those things to grow very well for me, but you got them growing out of the out of the worst soil down here. I'm like, and we're torturing. I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong. I'm obviously teaching them.
0: I'm being too nice. I think you got to ignore them and and make them suffer, something like that, because we're not giving them very much attention at all. I think I'm gonna put them in an old pig pen. I think the only attention they get is when we either harvest them for eating or we harvest them for spreading them around. Hmm. That's that's about it so um and then and now Fred's got uh, 80 zillion uh cherries and <laughs> and uh, nice. we've been putting you know we've we got a, quite the cherry pit collection uh, I think this might be the year that we we plant quite a few cherries well, God bless you <laughs> all right let's look at these notes here all right the first one I got on here is that last night yeah the question came up about why is it that rocket mass heaters, Aren't uh, getting more traction. And I just heard an audible gasp in the in the audience. Oh, God, he's going to
1: talk about those freaking rock and eaters again. It's like we're going to skip past. Holy this pretty quick. Crap. And yes, we did talk about that. Yeah. And, um, it's because I don't, and I don't understand why, because it's just an amazing piece of technology. And we did to, come up with one reason we, why. And the one reason why is the disbelief factor. Well, when you sit, you tell, are you kidding me? You tell me I can get by with ten percent less wood, no. ten, or ten percent of the wood that I'm using right now. Yeah, ninety percent less wood. And yeah, what what kind of crack are you smoking, brother? Because there's no way that's real. That's fake. You're talking. You're, you're you you are faking me out. There's no way that's not true. This can't be real. That's not real. All
0: right, buddy. How about 30 percent? 30 percent. So that, that's what we kind of came up with last night. Is last night if we said, oh, uh, if you use, if you if you heat your home with a rocket mass heater, you'll heat your home with 30 percent less wood. Yeah. You know, and and then uh, people will buy into it. But the next thing we kind of thought of was, you know what? There are people who are believing us. I mean, granted, yeah. not very many. Like gonna, hardly any. Right. That are believing us, and I mean, like the evidence is profound. Quite. The the body of evidence is huge, and the explanation is actually ridiculously simple. And it's and it's and we've explained it so many times. The message gets people are running their 75% efficient wood stove at 3% efficiency, and sending 350 degrees to 600 degrees out the chimney. Yep. And it's like, we're running me. at 93% efficiency every burn, and we're sending like 70 to 104 degrees out the chimney. That's all there is to and it. Some water vapor. That's it. That's, that's the explanation. And we're heating with one, one tenth wood. But! So the the corollary to this so first of all we're having horrible buy in and it just will just this just changes everything for the whole planet. Right. If if we could just get the information out there. Yes. And we're struggling with that. But the other thing is that we thought of is that there are people that have taken the time to understand it and believe it oh. and implement it. And they went, Fuck yeah, this is this is doing what they said. One tenth the wood, wow, this is amazing, and the exhaust is clear, so clear, and so it's so there is this little bit benefit of like, okay, the uh, the early adapters, mm-hmm. the people who choose to uh, uh, drink this Kool Aid, if yeah. you will, <laughs> well, okay, Jim that, Jones, that 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 they get, they truly get yeah. the benefit, and and then um, they get bragging rights, and they get to say neener neener and and when somebody says it can't be true then it's like they get to call those people dumb fucks yeah uh then it's like go ahead then but go ahead spend be nice. all we're the money to be nice
1: to people though man
0: oh that's right come on dude. Right. you can't
1: have you- I mean, yeah, so they are dumb fucks, but you can't just be calling them that because, you know, then their feelings get all hurt and they're all gentle inside and blah, 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 and spend hours crying. I
0: mean, the shower washing up and, you know. Crying in the shower? Crying in the shower, yeah. Crying in the shower, yeah. yeah.
1: Cause, yeah. Oh my God. Because <laughs> you got to hide the tears. call me a dumb fuck. You call me a dumb fuck. Oh my God. You might
0: have been right.
1: <laughs> I'm trying the to hide it. soap is not working well enough. <laughs> I think i got some in my eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: but, you know. But then, but then, but to go to that point, I know that there's all of these rocket mass heaters out there. I haven't built one myself because, well... Uh, I'm Sure. Load, stress load. I don't want to crawl any 120-year-old like, farmhouse. Whatever excuses I want to use, it's gonna work, right? But
0: the thing is, you're wrapping your head around doing it. I am.
1: I'm there. I'm, I'm ready. I gotta gather my stuff. I'm got to put the things together. You've but, watched the videos. You've read the book. I've read, watched the videos. Add infinitum, ad nauseam however you want, whatever ad you want to add, I've watched them. Yeah. And I've gotten all whoo, you know, get all tingly because <laughs> I'm really this is exciting, this is cool. I'm a geek so I love to
0: geek out on crap, right? And, and, and then there's a gateway drug and that we've have, have available now.
1: And now there's a gateway drug that we have available. My I showed I showed I told you this yesterday, I showed this to my youngest daughter, and she went, Holy crap, we gotta get one of those. And I'm, of course I'm speaking about a rocket stove. But back to my point though, all these people that have these out there, uh-huh. there are not enough pictures. There's not enough
0: pictures. That's true. There's not enough video. We need we need more pictures and video and things like that of those that have been in use like all you know, winter and, long and, and, and people are not, for several And, and, and people
1: aren't saving at least ten percent because they never check. At least they can say, you know, Paul's not as retarded as he looks. I'm sorry, <laughs> I should have said that. Paul, Paul is not yeah, as thanks, buddy. Paul is Paul is not as uh, 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 developmentally delayed as he as you <laughs> think he might be. He's telling the truth here. There's awesome stuff available in this and this is something that really is a game changer if people just want to get out there and get off that freaking that that oil tit because that's what it is you know you're, you're yeah I' I am too I, I'll admit it I've got to get I got a natural gas furnace in my house I love natural gas because it's I turn the switch it's on boom I'm done but what I really I really need is I really need to have a, a rock mass heater in my house I was trying to figure out where to put it and we what'll handle the load. But then today, you know, you know, yesterday I was talking to Mud, and Mud's talking about this lightweight version that doesn't require all the floor joist supporting. Oh yeah,
0: he's going to be building one tomorrow because the appropriate technology course is going on right now, oh. and uh, and we're at the and today's the the one day break yeah. between the, each of the two weeks. When I come down from Flathead, because I'm an idiot, but so uh, uh, and and so. Uh, tomorrow, Mud is going to teach everybody how to build. Uh, he's calling it a shippable core, but it could be used as a standalone rocket heater. Okay. Um, but uh, the way he's designed it is that you could put a, um, a mass on top of it, and so it could totally work in a tiny house scenario, yeah. or uh, as a. Because this is the thing about this. His design it's extremely versatile. Um, you could put another barrel on top of it and it becomes uh, kind of like the uh, the rocket heater that we have in the shop. Right. Where the it's thing. it's designed to um, put out a lot of heat instantly and uh, very little ends up in the bench. Um, and so you could do that with his. Um, and then another one is, is that uh, of course you could just use it as is and then route it directly into a mass mm-hmm. which is probably how most people are going to do it. You know I, got, I had a long conversation with Ernie when he was here mm-hmm. um, and just before uh, he left for, as the peasant PDC was wrapping up. Okay. And he and I were talking about the batch box versus the J-tube. Right. Okay. And um, uh, we agree at this time that the implementations of the batch box that we have seen, um, first of all, are generally not running as clean as Peter can get them to run. Because yeah. oh, Peter's Peter. amazing. So Peter's re- amazing. It requires a certain level of discipline to use them correctly. But if you get a Gilligan running it, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's that. The, the next thing is, is that we believe that the old-school J-tube uh, rocket mass heater currently operates in general... At double the efficiency, and by efficiency we're talking about wood. Right. How much wood to heat a space, not efficiency as into how clean is the burn. Mm-hmm. And basically, how we're coming to that conclusion is, is that you burn five times more wood, uh, um, in a batch, in a batch, you know, and what at one time, which has got convenience written all over it. Oh, yeah, that, that's what, what most people want. Oh sure, sure, sure. Um, but at the same time, like, if we had a batch box here in this house, so that winter where we, we heated this place for the entire winter with 0.60 cords of wood, I You hear
1: I that think number? I, that's, I, that's, a, that's a 10% number,
0: but just just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it was a batch box system, that number would probably be double. Even double. Yeah. Even, even triple, I guess. I'm I'm thinking double. Your phone just made a funny noise. Yeah, don't you hate it when that happens in yeah, the middle turned, of a podcast? I
1: turned mine off because, you know, mine makes so many noises. So, um, thought, geez, did he just break his chair and know it's his phone?
0: No. Oh, uh, Chris McClellan, Uncle Mud, is uh, notifying me about some modifications that he's making to the... Um, oh, I see what he's doing. So uh, one of the projects he's working on... Is to modify uh, the rocket hot water heater, oh. and we have taken video of that. Oh yeah. Um, but one of the things, you know, and somebody said this on Permese yesterday, and I thought they had a really good point. And uh, this gal says, uh, my husband doesn't want rocket anything in the house. And no, no smoke in my house, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, not her, but her husband. Right, right. And and so say I, I don't want to rocket anything because because he's seen some of them where they've got soot, like, next to the wood feed. That would be a Gilligan for you. Well, no, no, I... No, I maybe just pour... I think I think that, that this observation is critically important. And if we don't clean up our fucking shit, then, you know, we deserve to not have people buying into rocket mass heaters. And and now it's like um, uh, the one here in the house. Right. There's no soot there. I oh, think for not. most of the systems over, but the rocket hot water heater that's up by the shower shack, uh, it does have a whole bunch of soot over the wood feed. But it's not from it. But it's not from the wood feed. The, what they did was is, is that that's where the exhaust actually is, and um, it was not burning clean, and so then that the text that i just now got from uncle mud and today's the day off and he's all he can't I stop get, he gets crazy he, yeah he can't stop this so. so we're recording this podcast he's out there working hard it's hot and uh, yeah it's going to be a warm day today and, um, he's improving the, uh, the insulation in the riser because he believes that the, uh, the riser is poorly insulated and that's why it's not getting a complete burn. Yeah, because the plasma, the plasma flow is not staying hot enough. So, uh, he's, he's down there insulating it and now he's getting a clean burn. So there's a picture showing the exhaust is now perfectly clear. So there's no more soot, you know, and, but I'm also thinking like, you know, let's just, there should be, an exhaust duct there, mm-hmm. um, and and so we should probably put that in. But uh, you know, that, there's a lot of discussion about what we're doing for each of these projects, um, and all the things going on during the appropriate technology course. There's, as always, there's so much, um, so there's lots to talk about. Uh, but all right, okay. let's let's uh, let's cover that. We so the the, the thing about um, the rocket mass heater is uh If we told people thirty percent, oh, it saves you thirty percent, I think we would get buy in yeah uh but when we say it saves you ninety percent, they're kind of like that can't that can't be and i I think that there's some truth to that we're talking about human psychology, yeah. I think that's that's probably the, the main uh uh hitch in the works some of the engineers when I talk to them about
1: it because I work with a lot of different engineers, I am an engineer, and uh they see it they hear it. A couple of them watch your TED, even watch your TED talk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see it because they're once again the numbers are too much for most people to believe, even though they're real.
0: Right. Even though the data is there. Right. And you go here, look, here's the data, and they go, yeah, I don't believe it. See, but the, but I think part of it, I think a big part of it is, is that. <clears throat> The, uh, the 75% efficiency that you see on a wood stove, on the label, on the right. stove, came from a lab. Yeah. Therefore, it must be true. Of course. And it's like, engineers were involved. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, actually, uh, when it says 75%, it's really 59%. Um, Being generous. And that was, and because they're allowed to add 16% um, because of the heat going up the chimney. Um So it's really 59%, but that was the best number that they got in lab conditions. And so they are probably kiln drying their wood in order to get an excellent number. Because if they don't generate an excellent number, which is honest, the lab next door will. And so then it's like they're gonna, they're gonna do everything they can to get the best possible number. Then you take this 59% efficient wood stove and then people will operate it at night to get only like 3% efficiency. Right. So you can operate Shut these down with all the different ways. Even though it says 75% on the label, you can operate it at 3% efficiency. So I think that the problem is is that they are they've got great faith in the lies of that 75% number. That's that's a big reason why they're not buying it. Would you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. A,
1: guy, a guy with a lab coat and a clipboard said that this is what it was, so it's got to be true. Yeah, yeah. You need so, to wear a lab coat more often. That's what the problem. Is. <laughs> I've got one. I know. Yeah. yeah. You need to wear it more often, I
0: think. Yeah. Put Hi, on those cool. fake glasses I got there around here somewhere. Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, here's, here's a th- I think, a really important thing. Ernie's fucking pissed. Uh-oh. Um... And, and so when we were kids, you're probably my age or so. I am. And so when we were kids, we were told if you build a better mousetrap, the world will beat a path to your door. And so Ernie dedicated an enormous slice of his life working with Ionto on this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and beyond Ionto, you know, yeah. just a fat slice. And the fact that the world's not beating a path to his door, he is Just pissed off, and and but you know the next thing is is that I gotta feel a little bit like why? Because like you look at the Hugel culture stuff we got here. So we were just talking earlier about how this place is not a farm. I. I'm really not interested in exporting food, but I can see that there could be a resident here who chooses to do that someday. Right. Um, and I kind of feel like in order to have the, the, the massive permaculture systems, you first have to create perme habitat. There you go. Or else they're not going to be here. Um, in the meantime, we have done a couple of little things mm-hmm. while we've been putting most of our effort into perme habitat. And, um, and so there's the hookah culture beds, just, you know, I'm going to guess there's like, I don't know, 200 feet of culture beds here. Easily. And then there's like several hundred feet of berms in addition to that. And then there's other stuff. But... um, And that's just here on the base camp. That's just here on base camp where we have like not really, we don't really have soil. Mm -hmm. And then you go up to the lab and we got got soil. Yeah. You know, that's another story. Um, But... Uh, um I, I think that, uh, we're finally seeing that the soil is ready for full on gardening. And we've got some food systems going in this stuff. We've got lots mm-hmm. of food coming out. Um probably not enough food. Well, I mean, we're, we probably have enough food coming out of these systems that it could feed Jocelyn and I 70% for a year. That's good. I, I think there's about that much. Would you agree with this analysis based on how many growies you can see here? I mean,
1: Mm, it might be a little optimistic,
0: but pretty close. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, we had spaghetti flavored cake last night. We did have a spaghetti flavored cake of two kinds. That's right. That's right. One was vegan because Fred's around. Fred's around. And, um, uh, and it was pretty good. I was, I was
1: like, I liked it. It was definitely, you know, like I told Jocelyn, what's in this thing? That's not normal, but it tastes awesome. of like all the multiple layers of flavor that were in it because it was so good.
0: And, and did she tell you? Yeah, she told me. It's lamb's quarters. Yeah. I mean, she had an enormous mountain of lamb's quarters that went into that.
1: Otherwise known as pigweed to me. Yeah. But it's lamb's quarters, <laughs> not amaranth,
0: <laughs> which is a
1: different thing entirely of kind of pigweed. So... There are all kinds of weeds that pigs eat, so I guess that's what it is. But the lambs but the Lambs Quarter I'm oh man, that was an awesome take that was an awesome
0: flavor. So I kind of feel like we're seven years away from being permaculture Disneyland with right. all the food systems and everything. Yeah. But I mean there's some stuff starting, mm-hmm. you know? And um and so like let's suppose that I get to the point that we've got like five or six GERTs living here. Yeah. You know? And uh and it, but but part of me is kinda of like and so this is what I wrote down on my notes here for today. Said, Why bother solving more stuff if people aren't ever going to find out? And, I mean, this is what Ernie's pissed off about. Right. It's like he went and he did all the work. It's, it's going to change the world. Yeah. It's going it's to eliminate 80% of all war. Yeah. It's going to uh, uh, solve massive pollution problems across the board. It's just going to it's going to fix all kinds of stuff. And yet, people are ignoring it. In the meantime, they keep making these movies talking about, like, we're all fucked! We're all gonna die! Pretty soon, it's gonna get to be 800 degrees outside, and we'll be dead!
1: If you ain't drowned first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like, you know, so, Ernie's got the solution. If you switch from electric heat to a rocket mass heater, you reduce your carbon footprint as much as parking seven cars. Well, Paul, I don't have a forest in my yard. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. You don't need a forest, You right? don't need a forest. Shit. you don't need You're a forest. You need a bunch forest. of shrubs, man. All you need is chunks of wood. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It, it requires so Incredibly little. In fact, you know, when we heated it that one year where we measured it so well, which, by the way, I think that this last winter, we probably were like writing about 25% less than that. Mm-hmm. And so less than half a quart. So half a quart of wood, that's a box that's four feet by four feet by four feet. Yeah. And and it's like, that's about how much you would need to heat a three-bedroom home in Montana and I imagine most of the people listening to this podcast are in a place that's not as cold. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of like, this is... But, all right. The important thing is, is that while we're, while we're doing profound shit, um, uh, uh, Ernie is just beside himself with fury. It's like nobody fucking seems to... Well, it's, people do care, but it's like this... A rocket, rocket mass heater should be a household word at this point, yeah. and and it's like it's it's not, and and I think it's I think it's the whole thing about like you know we're saying ninety percent which is true, versus thirty percent which is believable, which is palatable, <laughs> because of the lies people have been told to this point, mm-hmm. and so um I'm not all right, and so it's like okay we come out with some more stuff. You know, we come up with more things and more things and more things. And it's like it still just kind of sits there and gets ignored. Now, granted, I can't fucking stop. I am obsessed with this stuff. I'm working 100 hours a week. I can't. I keep going and going and going. But I am kind of a little frustrated that it's like, you know, why after 13 years of my doing this, it's been 13 years since I dropped my career and started on this path. For 13 years, why is it I haven't reached more people? I mean, and then at the same time, Permies, we get 1.4 million people per month. Right. And, um, and they, uh, we get 26 million kgs. Most cages. of them are lovely people, by the way. Yes. Most of them. That's true. Then the rest get dealt with by people like me. And and you know what? I think it's gotten easier. It has. It's, it's gotten, gotten a lot easier. A lot because old. we've set Either precedent. Wait, let's get back to the focus. So okay. I'm sorry, I diverted right. you. All right. No, no. This. Hey, this whole podcast is about. You know, uh, we we already made a list of things. This is bits and bobs. Yeah. We get we get to go that's all true. over the place. Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, but th- what you're talking about there, when you're the thing that you're talking about, is that you know all these all this effort, all this drive, all this push. To answer a question that people are asking all the time. Yeah. You tell them. And they're like. And they're like, you're a fucking liar.
0: Yeah, you're a fucking liar. All right. are right. Yeah, and, and it's like, come on, dude. The really? well, CFLs are the solution. It says it right on the box, box. man. Right here, brother. And, Look at this. And, you can get and these... the box is green. It's got a leaf on it. Yeah, what and the they're thing? available at all um, the stores. all the stores. You know, therefore, it must be true.
1: Yeah, your incandescent bulb is a lie. Yeah. It costs. It costs billions at the
0: landfill. It says it right on the box about the CFL.
1: Yeah. You, yeah.
0: Just because CFLs are poisonous? Uh-huh. No, it can't be yeah. All right. So the, the, the thing is is that it's kind of like maybe maybe we need to hire a PR company, maybe we need to put together a fund, maybe we need to put together a Kickstarter. There you go a but, kick, oh, well, well, but what are people going to get out of the Kickstarter? Yeah it's like I kind of feel like I've, I've gotten good at Kickstarters', but the one thing people need is they need an artifact I need some candy. Now, of course, by the time people hear this, there's probably only like two days left in my Kickstarter. Please right. go out and fund it and then well, remember when, that's, that's a good answer to the question. Paul, you're funded.
1: What the hell, man? Why are you asking for more money? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I want to put yeah, a well I mean, in what, at the lab, that's because, what. <laughs> just because you have a vision for the future that, I mean, because you're trying to support this innovator incubator, because that's what this place is. Yeah. You know, when I see this place, everybody says, you know, when I, when I, I see people like, you know, I watch on the internet, and you you're all over the internet. You're watching all the videos. You're watching. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it's all so neat," but you know, he doesn't have any animals. He doesn't have this. And I'm like. Do you see what he's got? You he got There's 12 rocket mass heaters on this property. There's ducks there's, right now. There's, there's, yeah, there's ducks. Jeremy the ant has Jeremy ducks. Jeremy has ducks. Yeah. yeah, he's got that. What does he got? He got he's he's going to get two, and what do you want, seven or eight of them or something yeah. like yeah. that? And then, you know, there's deer, and there's elk, and there's bear, and moose, and mountain lion. Cat. Yeah, the mountain lions. Well, I was thinking oh, no, like and Gert, and Gert
0: cat. the cat. Yeah, Gert the cat. And then uh, so Jeremy's got a couple cats, but but all right, that, those don't really count, I guess. Well, yeah. they do count. But, you
1: know. but the thing is, is that people come expecting a farm, but what they have, but you, you very clearly have stated that this is the lab, and it's for experimenting. Camp, and it's yeah. for experimenting. You are yeah. doing innovation here. And guess what, folks? Innovation does not come free.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that, Very so, expensive. So every and, dollar. And right now the bottleneck is coin. Yeah. You know, we are everything is slowed down, and there's a bunch of projects on hold because of lack of coin.
1: And that's and that's a big deal. So people are asking, well, why do you need more money? Well, you, Kickstarter's funded. What more do you need? This is one project. Well, this that one project funds many projects.
0: Yeah. One of the notes I got on here is that because like when you post out at Kickstarter like like we have the comment section yeah. on the on all Kickstarters have a little comment section right. and then you post it out there and it says something like what superbacker
1: yeah it says I'm is a that super like banker.
0: superman it <laughs> means I'm a guy who's free with his money
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm a man with too much disposable income and not enough toys <laughs> No what superbacker means is that I've I've backed over 100 projects on Kickstarter and I I like I was telling you this morning I think it was 136 at latest count And I've got on Indiegogo, I've got another 50 or 60 that I've I've backed over there. And the the projects range everything from some Gugov technology to zombie movies. And I will not, and I'm not ashamed of the zombie movies. Thank you very much. They're they're a real allegory for modern society, or whatever George Romero said about the original Night of the Zombies, Night of the Living Dead. So. My range, I go, you know, there's this huge range that I, that I go across and it's some things that I'm interested in, but there's also more. There's gotta be, you know, I mean, I've, 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 uh, backed projects I had no interest in whatsoever, but they made a, a fucking awesomely hilarious video <laughs> and they had all this good, Visualization of what their candy, what the project was about. Right. They did but a Kickstarter, right? They did a Kickstarter, right? And so when I see that, when I when I see something like that, I've got you know I, I, I've got it's, it's an urging, it's like an urge. I've got, a, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I don't really care, but that's awesome. <laughs> and here's some money because I'm going to back your creativity. I don't necessarily want your product or what you're doing. Yeah. But what you've done what you're gonna do I can see the I can see it's gonna have an effect of some kind
0: I've got a go few Kickstarter because I've, I've backed like 40 some yeah. and and I there were a couple where I, I've kind of felt that and I kind of I just put in a dollar and I selected no reward there you go and um, <clears throat> I just kind of felt like what they were what they were doing like you're saying it, that was cool yeah. but the great thing about Kickstarter is that here are people that are trying to put together a product and it's like Some person, some individual, not, not a big company, not, they don't have an HR department, nothing like that. It's a, it generally is an individual who has friends who will help them put on a show. And that's basically what's happening. And, and then, um, if it wasn't for Kickstarter, in order for these people to travel this path and make it happen, they'd have to go and, and grovel, you know, put on a tie, comb their hair, Shave off their beard and go shark taken. and and go beg for money at a bank, mm-hmm. go grovel at a bank, and uh, in front of some guy who doesn't understand our values and doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, and you know, which from a banker's perspective is legit. Hey, are yeah. we going to get our money back That's with all interest? I care about. Yeah, and and it's like I just think Kickstarter is awesome because. We, it, 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 these guys can do this stuff without a bank. Exactly. And um, uh, and then on top of that, you get the thing, whatever the thing is. Now, if somebody does a Kickstarter and they're like, "I'm making a DVD, and you don't get to see it unless you pay me forty dollars," now I feel like uh, that's that's too much money, man. Oh, you it's know? not a lot
1: of money for a DVD.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can buy one. I can buy one at Walmart for like six bucks. Like forty bucks is the uh, is the one for the digital version. Yeah, you know, and then for the actual DVD, that's eighty dollars. Yeah, and it's like t-shirts a hundred. I kind of feel like you're you're doing a fundraiser here, man. And and I think I because like the thing I don't want to do is like okay, if I put in eighty dollars and get the physical DVD, and and then like a year later. They're they're selling it for twenty bucks. Yeah. Then it's kind of like I don't I'm I'm uncomfortable with that. So I've kind of taken on some policies with when I do my kickstarters. It's like uh, um, first of all, when the DVD comes out, the price is definitely higher. Right. And whoever's buying it, they don't get all the extra bonus goodies. Right. And then when it gets to be a year later. I'm okay with dropping the price down to what I what the Kickstarter price was and you still don't get all the goodies and then 2 years later maybe I'll start dropping the price to less. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's, um,
1: a pro- that's a good, that's a good, I think that's a good path well, to follow.
0: Yeah, I do too. When I'm looking for a Kickstarter, I want to see that it's like, I love my Kickstarter people more than the people that come after the Kickstarter. Right. Because part of it is, is we're not going to see the product for several months. There you go. And we're trusting you that you're not going to fuck us. For most people, yeah. Yeah. And, and there was, there was a Kickstarter, a long time ago where there was, uh, some, some gal, she was, uh, doing like permaculture media or something like that. And uh, she got like $15,000 to make a new website. Seriously? And I don't know where she is now. It's like I she just disappeared. Got her $15,000. Maybe she'll hear this podcast and go, Paul, I'm still here. Maybe, yeah. Why maybe. haven't you visited my well, website? Well, it seemed like the stuff that she was putting up was everywhere up right. until the point that she did this Kickstarter and got her money, and then poof, she's gone. That happens. Yeah. Okay, so I, I got a thing down here about you and Kickstarters. Um, uh, I note about how the video is critical. Right, video mm-hmm. is very critical. The vi- video is like, I think the video is good 90% of it because for a lot of them, I just look at the video and go pass. And and it's like, but I just most of the time I'm looking at just the video. I'd say 80% of the time I look. And then if it's like I'm on the edge, then it's like, well, what do the rewards look like? Exactly. I rarely read the description. I'm once in a while, I might read the description.
1: Well, I get, I, I, as I'm looking at the rewards, I'm eyeballing the description. So there's another key aspect. The length of your rewards is about how long most people are going to scroll down the page. Right. And then they stop. Yeah. So if you put something cool in the last part, Yeah. that's going to be like the clinch pin. Yeah. It ain't gonna get, get seen by most people okay whereas if you put it in the, in the middle part of the beginning you know the pie chart was at the right spot
0: okay so you saw my pie chart yeah the pie chart I see th- actually, I
1: actually it. it didn't matter to me because I was I was gonna I was kick I was number one on the Kickstarter <laughs> yeah that's right I was the first person on the Kickstarter <laughs> I've been waiting for this damn thing for five months you were like all the work and I'm like ooh oh. rocket rocket oven rocket oven rocket oven rock 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 and then so when it happened? And the, I got the notification, I was in a meeting at work, and I actually picked up my phone, and I went in, and I, bam, 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 I'm
0: done. Yes, I'm number one. Take that. <laughs> Bitches. See, you must have been watching this, like, eight different ways. Oh, uh, uh, no,
1: no, just, I, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, so I got
0: a phone, you know. It, did a, you have a watch
1: set up on yeah. the Kickstarter? Oh, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Oh, All heck right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put
1: a watch on the Kickstarter. I got a watch on your stuff. I got a watch, you know, whatever I... The, there's a couple of creators that I've backed more than one of the projects. I mean, I've backed six of your seven. The first one only because I hadn't heard of you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even think I was, was getting into Kickstarter yet. Actually, my first Kickstarter was for a gal who was doing an album. And uh, she's an awesome singer. But uh, and then I just I got hooked on it from there, because being able to help a creator do something awesome. And so, But the key is, you know, like that video that's going to draw me in. That's going to say, "Whoo, candy! What's what's on the sides?" Does it get, you know, and please don't. You know, sometimes people price themselves out. They price themselves right out yeah. of out of yeah. out of real contributions because they've made them so expensive. But then again, the other side of it is, how many of those projects I'm still waiting for because the people undercalculated their cost yeah. of yeah. what the gadget or doohickey or whatever it is is going to be. And then fucking shipping on top of that. People forget
0: about fucking shipping, because shipping is, holy shit, Batman, shipping can be... If I see them doing something with t-shirts, I pretty much think that they're not going to pull it off. Right. Because when you offer t-shirts, then it's like, there's a lot of cost and a, and a lot of work um, and to, to do all of minimum the t-shirt five, stuff. Give them a $500 shirt buy. For most people, and it's like it's it's at the it's going to eat the money that's supposed to go to the project. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm I whenever I see t-shirts in the mix, I'm think, I'm nervous that they're not going to make it. Which goes back to ex, overfunding. Overfunding.
1: What's important about overfunding is it funds projects, and what projects are we funding?
0: You're funding. So yeah, if I when I get extra money from a Kickstarter, then um. I put it into other projects that are going on, but this last time I, I put a bunch of the money. I mean, first of all, I had two people that I, you know, were my partners mm-hmm. in doing it, so they got big chunks of yeah. that. And um uh but, I, but uh but um and then when I got my chunk, a lot of that went to my medical bills. Yeah. Because um Cause you're old because though. I was I was foolish to have insurance, which paid zero of my medical bills. Hey, but insurance is awesome. it's evil (laughs) alright now one of the things I wrote down here because we kind of got to talking about uh, your experience with Kickstarters a little bit and so you were saying one of the things that you like to see in a Kickstarter is like you know if you see bonus goodies it's kind of a sign that these aren't just like, like first of all this is not their first Kickstarter second of all they're, they're throwing in a bunch of goodies from their other Kickstarters, from the other things. These are people that have created a massive mountain of content. Right. And it gets thrown... Because, like, with uh, my like, stuff... With your stuff, all
1: your... Just about everything from all your Kickstarters, some artifact from those is a piece of candy, which is like, wow. Now, me, I've already... I You know, I really don't care how have the time about all that extra candy on, some, on them nowadays because... I've got it all already, Paul. Uh, Why don't no, give no, it to me? But there are people that don't. Yeah. And so that's a good thing. That's actually... And like you said, th- to show that this person is a creator who has been doing a lot of things... And they've got a lot of artifacts out there. Yeah. And holy cow, I get this thing that I really wanted. And oops, I forgot to back that last Kickstarter at the level that I wanted it. But I can get
0: it now for woo yeah. And so I'm all over it, right? So we've got, a, I think, the most popular reward. Well, not the most. I, uh, one of the most popular is at 150 bucks because you get all of the pdc and atc as hd streaming Uh and all eight of the rocket mass heater dvds oh yeah and, and of course the rocket oven stuff yeah. And and we're going to put your name in the rocket oven stuff. And, and then all the little things. Because at the $1 level, I think there's like like a dozen things that we give people yeah, at the $1 a little, level. A little micro docs, a bunch of little micro docs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, most of the Kickstarters I see, it's like, you know, support us at the $1 level and you'll have we'll our get, eternal, eternal gratitude. We'll put you on the wall of awesome. Where is this wall? Yeah, it's yeah. hidden on Facebook somewhere, where you can only see it if you log into Facebook. I oh, yes, the facehugger. Yeah. The evil facehugger. That's what it is. Like, like out of aliens. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: understand the reference. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. exactly what it is. It's going to take you over, consume you, and turn you into somebody else.
1: Not that I said that out loud. Please don't
0: sue me. <laughs> Okay, the last item we got about Kickstarters, and then we'll get on to other okay. permaculture stuff. But mm-hmm. since you've got so much experience with Kickstarter, it's like let's let's kind of cover a few bits and bobs. Right. And of course, you listened to the podcast we made last year about yes. doing a Kickstarter. Yes I did. And we kinda went over like, okay, what's in there that, that you felt was wrong, what do you have to add? And it sounded like zip on both counts.
1: Yeah, we're adding a little I, bit here, I, I but couldn't, I couldn't remember anything specific. I think if I would, I, I, prob, I bet you if I go back and review it, I'm probably going to think of something. Yeah. Because I'm now in that frame of mind, whereas at the time I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty much right. And you had some smart of people help with you on that, so that's good.
0: So all right, uh, I've got a note here to talk about when I'm doing this Kickstarter. Then um, I I tried a thing. I right. wanted to do an experiment mm-hmm. to try to learn about how Kickstarter works. Because Kickstarter's got these lists. One's called, it's like you could look at all the top Kickstarters based upon um, magic. They call it magic. Right. And um, and so it's some sort of algorithm to show you, like, the ones that they think are best based on some criteria that I'm not familiar with. Right. Uh, the other one is called popular. And so it's like, well, what makes something popular? I, I don't know what makes a Kickstarter popular. And Once so, again, it's a secret algorithm. Right. Not right. Only do a few. And and so we, I thought, I contacted the plot And so when people sign up for the Dailyish, there's, you get this option to go check a checkbox that says, um, I want to help Paul with his devious plots on world domination. Right. So we call them the plot So there are seven thousand. There's actually. I'm, I'm one of. Them. Okay. Right. You're you're one of them. Uh, okay. And there's uh, more than 7,000 people so, that are right. the plotsketeers, And um, so I sent out a, an email to the plotsketeers, and I said, okay, there are currently only 200 people that are currently supporting the Kickstarter. Right. There are 7,000 plotsketeers, And so if everybody who opens this email... Supports the Kickstarter for a dollar, at least a dollar, you know, but you could just do it for a that, dollar. That counts. Cause I kinda was getting the impression that it's popular is not how much money it's brought in. How many people, how, how many people, how many different people have put in, you know, some coin. So, uh, I sent the email to 7,000 people. Um, within the first few hours, 1,400 people opened the email and uh, 60 people put in a buck. And so we we went from page 12 on popular to page 8. It did make a difference, and it mm-hmm. did seem to be that's the algorithm. But when you look at these ones that were on page 1, they were getting not 60, but like 600, you know. And so I was thinking like if a 1,000 people uh, uh, did this, then for one day we'd be at the top of Kickstarter, and we'd start to get recognition. Kickstarter might even actually mention us in their the emails they send out and stuff like that. But uh we got only sixty. So then um the next day I said we got only sixty. Could could like everybody do this? And I think the next day when I said that, then we got ninety, but I got a bunch of people complaining. Mm -hmm. And and actually I did in all fairness no it was the third day where I went and I asked Tell me what's gone what's on your mind? why is it that you elected to not put in this is the plots ka so they're they're saying I want to help Paul with his devious plots on world domination so first day I got sixty I sent another email then I got ninety more um and and which is great um and uh, but it's like okay I was kind of hoping that we'd get a thousand and suddenly you know boy we we're really getting in people's faces. So then a lot of people started saying stuff like, um, why the fuck are you begging for money? This is right. beneath you. Um, uh, and, and I kind of feel like I'm not begging for money, I'm begging to infect brains. Right. And this is a tool. Kind of feel like for most people, a dollar, Is the same price as a soda pop. We could say Dr. Pepper, for example.
1: Uh, You could say Dr. Pepper, for example, and that would be very true. It's the only soda pop in the world.
0: (laughs) Oh, Bill, do Uh, I know you. I might be an addict. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Um, uh, but there was, I don't know, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, look, you're yeah. already funded, uh, stop begging for money, uh, uh, this is, you know, this is not cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of feel like, I, I don't know, I, 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 this is, I feel like this is something I gotta do. How do I get permaculture on page one of Kickstarter? Exactly. Or appropriate technology up on page one of Kickstarter and like, you know, get it in the face of people. Let's start getting their attention. Let's uh let's make a difference.
1: And I was I was reading those comments and I saw what people were saying. I could see where some of them are coming from. Some folks are coming from I don't have a fucking dollar. I ain't got a fucking dollar, bro. I mean, yeah, no, I get that. That's cool. <laughs> that's that's fine. You are excused, excused from,
0: from class.
1: <laughs> then there are, you know, out of the 7,000, 1,400 open the email. And I'm like, if you're a my my question is... How come there's, how come there was such a small response? Is it, are, have these people relegated you to the spam bucket or something along those lines or, oh Jesus, another one from, from Wheaton, what the hell? And we're, what we're trying to accomplish here, and we, and I count myself as part of your plan for world domination because I'm a plot I'm on the staff, I fucking support Kickstarters, I come down here and do shit at the lab, I, you know, I'm, I'm on right. board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so what I'm wondering is, you know, when I when I hear you're already funded, I'm like, it's not about funding. Funding just gets this project going. But what's the plan? The plan is to infect as many minds as possible right. with permaculture, to take to make sustainability so it's not a dirty word to most people, like it is now. Do they people, what do you hear? People only hear sustainability. Oh, them damn dirty hippies. And that's not what it's about. It's not about that. It's about making it so that people can live here better, with less of an impact, with less destructive impact. I mean, we've got, you've got,
0: and so, and that ain't free. I I could really use some coin. I could use a large mountain of coin, and I'm trying to. And I, uh, I don't like the, I don't like the idea of grants. Yeah. Um, if, if we had somebody, cause like, you know. What if you had a million bucks, so what would you do with a million bucks? I, I could, uh, well, you know what? If I had a million bucks to give you, what would you do with it? All right. I've actually put in the last, because, um, I've, I've, so far I've got more than that put into this project. Yes, you do. And that was my money. And, yes, it and it's like, uh, um, uh, and so, so in a way, it's kind of like, if I could do it over again, what would I do differently? And I, and I kind of feel like what I have done is I've put a lot of money into teaching people who then decided to go, to move along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for some people, it was because we had somebody here who brought a fuck ton of drama. Um, and, and other people were like, that is, that is too much drama. I'm out of mm-hmm. here um and then we had other people that they were the source of drama and mm-hmm. it's like you got to go you got to go um and uh, but but all these people it's like i put a lot of money into teaching them thinking that i'm investing in the future knowledge of all of permaculture right. you know i'm hoping that that half these people are going to stick around for 20 years and then they're going to share this knowledge etc cetera, etc cetera, and instead um, you know they develop other plans for whatever reason i mean i don't have a contractual obligation or anything like that this podcast is continued in part two don't forget go out to patreon.com slash paul wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts